This is The Playbook. Welcome to Office Hours. I'm David Meltzer, and I'm here with my superstar cast of hosts. But I am really excited because leadership is something that I try to empower my own children, my community, and the world with. And we're blessed to have an extraordinary leader, David Abelese. He's the president and CEO of a small company called TaylorMade, one of my favorite local companies in San Diego. David, welcome to Office Hours. Uh, David, thank you for having me. And to the superstar cast, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Well, they will be tested with some curiosity no and creativity. No softballs today, right? No softballs, okay, not for me at least. And good. to that end, I consider you one of the great leaders because I see you as an intelligent follower and blessed to have grown my businesses in Southern California, specifically San Diego as well. So I've seen the evolution of TaylorMade. Um, and most people don't realize, they'll ask me, who do you think's the top technology company in San Diego? And I think they're expecting me to talk about Dr. Jacob's little baby down south called Qualcomm, but I always have the same answer. I said, it's my good friend David Abley's company. And they're like, what's the name of that? I said, TaylorMade. TaylorMade to me, has had a great impact on the world of technology. And most people think of a sports company like TaylorMade as a golf entity, but it's really a technology company. Uh, as the CEO and president, what makes it such an innovative innovative in what makes it such a great company with innovation in technology that I would think it's the best technology company in San Diego? Well, David, thank you for the kind words. Uh, to be compared as a technical or technology leader with Qualcomm uh, is saying quite a bit. Uh, I'd love to have their PL, even though yeah. I'm very proud of our PL. Uh, it's very impressive. But everybody what, uses cell phone, not everybody plays golf. That's right. To be well, fair, let's look at per capita over time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in order to be, to use your terms, an innovative, technology driven company, it starts with your people. And innovation and advanced technology and the way we think about the future of our products and our product categories is cultural for us. It's at the core and the identity and it's, it makes up the ethos of what is tailor-made. And so when we onboard new talent or we develop existing talent, we invest in technical competencies. We invest in advanced thinking and identifying new dynamics and new pathways forward to enhance performance across the categories in which we compete. So, you know, most innovative companies will say the innovation's in our product. And certainly innovation shows up in the product. That's a byproduct of the work that's done culturally through the way people think. And the way we define innovation is an unconditional, passionate, and dedicated commitment to creating something new that's relevant to our customer. And that's important to understand. It's new and it's relevant. It's just not new. And so, really to, to kind of comprehensively answer a very thoughtful question, uh, it, it lives, it meaning technology, a technology-driven mindset, uh, an innovation-driven uh, and aspirationally-driven uh, identity exists within the culture and all of our people. And that's what I'm most proud of at TaylorMade. No, I'm got no, I've got nothing. That was great. Thank you. That's um, it. <laughs> <laughs> this was a comedian. Thanks for having me. This is what you get for having a comedian on your staff here. You have me going. I'm like, what the heck is going on, Ronnie? I love it. You're, um, you're funnier than Robin Williams, I swear. I'd love you told to, me this was a superstar panel. She's not <laughs> letting me down. A really not good start. Me down. You're so good. Amazing to meet you. Um, would you say everyone plays golf? 
It's a prerequisite for your uh, team and everybody when they come to work with you. Does everybody play golf yeah, at yeah, TaylorMade? Yeah. Uh, the, the truthful answer is no. Not everybody plays golf at TaylorMade, but most everybody at TaylorMade. We have 1,600 employees around the world. Whoa. So not everybody plays golf, but I can share this with you. Everybody loves the game of golf. Everybody has a passion for the game of golf. Um, and everybody's aligned with our core values. And some of those values ladder up to what is so uniquely different around the sport and category of golf. Um, it's not a prerequisite. Uh, to come work at TaylorMade to be a great golfer. And I think common knowledge would be, hey, that's the highest performance golf brand in the world. They're the market leader in equipment. You gotta be a Tiger, scratch golfer. Exactly, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy and world number Scotty yeah. Scheffler, Colin Morikawa, they're all associated with this. Um, so I must be a great golfer. That's not actually the case. We do have our fair share of great golfers. We do have our fair share of golfers, but not everybody at the company plays golf, but we're all passionate about the category. We're all committed to the category. We all um, either have an inherent knowledge of golf or we learn and develop in understanding what golfers' needs are so we can better serve them and be a better company. So no, not everybody plays golf, although many of us do. And when we do, do they, it gets a bit competitive. That's do they expect you to be a great to. golfer? Do people just expect you to be a great golfer? I play in a lot of events. I, I wish I could say I play more. You know, yeah. one thing at TaylorMade we'd love to say is we all wish we could actually play more golf. <laughs> it's the common misconception that you're in the business and ultimately, you play golf all the time, don't you? No, I actually sit and do podcasts like this more frequently to talk about my company. Um, but uh, I, I play to a three handicap, so I can get it around. Nice. Um, and I play in enough pro-ams, public pro-ams, where I can't embarrass myself. Um, but I work on my game. I love the game. As much as I love our business, I love TaylorMade, I love our people, I love our products, I love all the things that we do. I love the game of golf. And so I will, any, any given moment in time where I have a, a spare minute to go practice and play, I'll do that. David, um, I got two parts to this, right? I think there's an incredible opportunity between me and you to change the golf world. And that is by trying to find and invent a club that 100% prevents me from slicing the ball. Mm. If we can figure this out, everybody's yeah. problems are solved and we can really make history. Yeah, De um, Devin, you're a few years late on that notion, you know. Yeah. That, that innovative concept existed about 10 years ago. We've solved that for you. So off the record, we'll go fix that for you after this. That's amazing. You're my favorite person to interview so far. Uh, so the next part to this question is, right, when you talk about innovation and, you know, forward thinking, is there a fine line between, like, when you're enhancing the golf clubs or golf balls to where it's like, Hey, that, that's, that's almost too much innovation, right? It's almost like, hey, if we do that, it's almost, it's, it's almost like cheating almost. You get what I'm saying? Is there like yeah. a fine line to, uh, to where it's like, hey, that's too much? Like we can improve this, but that would be technically too much because that would make it easier or, or I don't know, be considered cheating using this golf club. Yeah, it's a terrific question, and it's a bit of the innovator's dilemma, right? I've got all of this advanced technology. So we're out five to six years on advanced technology mm -hmm. from today from this moment. We know where we can be over the course of the next five or six years. We might not be able to manufacture that technology today, but over the next five or six years, we will work to perfect that technology and bring it to market. But the question around where is the line? We draw the line in a very simple place. If we can build a product that enhances the performance of golfers of all skill levels, we will bring it to market. It's as simple as that. So the mission of our company is to be the best performance golf brand in the world. But why we exist, the purpose, is to help golfers of all skill level play better. So when we think about advanced technology, 
in the coffers of technology that we're working on with our R&D folks and our product creation folks. And we think about when should we come to market with this? When is it most relevant? And when will it resonate most frequently so that we can advance our position as the industry leader in performance? Um, we stop and we think about a few things. One is we have tenants around what we design and develop at our company. One, products need to be better in terms of form and function every year or we don't launch them. We have a discipline in our company that says if we don't have a product that we're looking at and planning to come to market with today that isn't better in terms of form, which is the design language of the product, and function, which is the technology that drives absolute performance in the product, at TaylorMade, we will not launch it. That's a commitment we make to every golfer in every corner around the world that plays this great game. There will never be a product that comes out of our company that doesn't advance performance relative to the prior generation product. So coming back to those guiding principles, those tenets of how we exist and how we think about things, and back to your question, Devin, the reality is, is there is a line. The line is, is it relevant and can we make it relevant? Is it going to perform better? And is the design language more contemporary and innovative that really is, is, is defining for the next generation products from TaylorMade? Phenomenal answer. Hey, so I've been involved in a couple exits that have included private equity, all right? You, and I've seen cultural and environmental shifts once private equity gets involved, sometimes for the better, a lot of times culturally it has, it has an impact. You were at TaylorMade as the CEO, I believe, when Adidas took TaylorMade and threw you to private equity. Mm. Did that, you know, you made a joke earlier about your P&L. Was there more pressure on the P&L? Did anything change in the, uh, of those 1,600 employees? Yeah. John, it's interesting. Our company was founded back in 1979 by a Chicago-based entrepreneur named Gary Adams. Under a simple, innovative concept at the time, couldn't fix your slice yet, <laughs> but the simple, innovative concept was, I'm gonna transform the golf industry and take woods, which were made out of persimmon wood or laminated wood at the time, and your drivers and your fairway woods, and I'm gonna transition to a new material called steel, and I'm gonna call it a metal wood, okay. back in 1979. That was the first great innovation that really built a basis for 42 years, 43 years of innovations from TaylorMade. So we were owned at the time by a Chicago-based entrepreneur, individual proprietor that loved the game of golf and had a great concept. From there, he sold the company to Solomon Skis. So now we're owned by a French global ski company that wanted to bring ski and golf together. <laughs> then Adidas came in and they acquired Solomon. So now we're owned by a German multinational, world-class sportswear company, apparel and footwear. And then in 2017, we transitioned from a German multinational apparel and footwear company to a New York-based private equity firm. And then in 2021, August of 21, we sold the company to a Korean-based PE group, a group of financial investors that work with us. So when I think about the 43 years of the existence of this company, we've owned by just about every well, we've been owned by a, a business on just about every continent around the world. We live by a single notion. We're not overly concerned with who invests in the company, who owns the company. We're focused on what makes the company great. We're focused on how we can create values or create value to our customers through the things that we do at the company. We don't follow the clock, we follow the compass. What needs to be done at a given moment in time to further advance our technology, further advance our brand, build a broader audience, be more relatable, which is one of our core values in front of golfers, and ultimately create value through our P&L by the actions that come into the business. 
And so the success of the company and the performance of the company is a byproduct of the actions we take, not who owns us. Are we cognizant of investor value? Of course we are. Any CEO that runs a business of our size has to be not only appreciative of that and thoughtful of that, but focused on it strategically planning for it. But we're a growth company. We've been a growth company since I came back in 2015. We focus on growth, but we grow the right way by building long-term sustainable capabilities in the company through our products, our brand initiatives, and our commercial activities to enable us to create value for our investors over time. And it's worked out really well. It's enabled us to become the market leader globally in equipment and the fastest growing major OEM in one of the most technical spaces in, in golf, which is golf ball. And we're incredibly proud of both of those things. Awesome, thank you. That's a great yeah. answer. I'm yeah. glad I asked it. You can answer. You can answer. Like you can, comedy. You know, it's interesting. I, I look at names and my name, David Meltzer means beloved servant. And my life took on that route in your name, David Beloved, Able Ease. And I've never seen someone with great ability make it look so easy. Uh, some things that people don't know about you beyond the culture that you are sustaining and growing within TaylorMade, a beloved servant to your company, a beloved ability that you give, but also to your community in San Diego. And also the remarkable two things is while you're doing all of this, you are a beloved family person mm. and your wife and your children. Uh, you know, I model after that as a beloved servant that I hope my children feel the same way about me and, and by watching and listening to me. Uh, but even more incredible, as you probably uh, know, to do all of that and still have a three handicap, come on now. <laughs> is he betting or bragging is my only question. <laughs> David Abel, he's the CEO and president of TaylorMade. Thanks for joining us. Dave Meltzer here with Office Hours.